Shut up and sit down. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Rebel Trading Group Podcast. Today's date is August 1st. It's the first of the month, people. 2019. What is up, everybody? My name is Nathan Oliphant. And with me, as always, is the gluten-free Jason Bessing. The gluten-free Jason Bessing. What's up, Mr. Nathan? Happy hey, Thursday to you. Happy it's 1st of August. Thursday, my dude. It's already August. Can you believe that shit? Month 8. Absolutely crazy. So let's just get the ball rolling right here, right now. Let's go. The numbers, go. the Dow has shed off a lot. A 600-point swing, and we closed down 280 points on the Dow fucking Jones. Now 26 points on the S&P, down 64 on the NASDAQ. Gold finishing slightly up to 6, uh, I'm sorry, to 1449 and Oil selling off heavily, but starting to want to rebound, sitting at 54.40. You see that? People put, they took their money out of the market and put it in gold and silver. Yeah, yeah, that's a flight to safety. And I think, oh, I forgot a very important one. Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin currently sitting at $10,400, pretty much on the dot. Go, baby. Um, It's... It's looking good for the alternate investments, the flight to safety, the risk off investments. And let's roll right into the news because you're going to explain why we are selling off two days in a row pretty heavily. Okay, so I know this. Um, well, a couple reasons. One of the main reasons there was a Fed rate cut, and uh, people are, might be thinking, well, that's a that's a good thing that provides stimulus to the market. Uh, lower rates more means things cost less in general, or mm-hmm. cost less interest in general. Um, however, 45 in office didn't like that and criticized Fed, uh, uh, Fed Chair uh, Trump and said we needed more of a cut. Exactly. Exactly. Investors... Basically, it's not so much that the, the, I, that the interest rate cut was – we knew it was going to happen. But the problem is, is when they talked about it, they said that this isn't the beginning of a trend. This is not – we are not going to continue to cut rates to appease the markets in any way, shape, or form. They're just trying to control inflation and make sure that we can grow our GDP. So Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Um, I mean – it's already, it's already, it's already what it's already um, priced into the market, mm-hmm. the rate cut. Because like when the news came out, like the market fucking went wild, mm-hmm. and sold then off. like and then just sold off. I just think it's, I think this is normal. So, um, I don't know. I think there might be a either a bigger kind of trend down right here into a little little correction, a little small little dip, little bounce, little sell off, like you said. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't know. I want to stick to my hypothesis of October. You don't think it's anything to worry about? Right. I think that's exactly what I, I think. I think it was already in, priced in. the there end, when, when I say 280 points on the Dow, well, that's really like barely over 1%. It's 1.05%. So it's really, that. I don't get out of bed for 1%, Nathan. Yeah. Like literally call me well, when we're at like 800 plus points in a day. That was a fun day. That was a fun day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you remember that one day, January of eighteen? It was like, it was like a seventeen hundred point day in like thirty minutes. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. That was something. That was stupid, but yeah, because they didn't, because they decided not to. 
announce, hey, we're going to cut rates in the future if this goes well and goes as planned. Oh, yeah. That's what the investors were wanting. That was the bullish news that was going to push us over the top and just throw us up. But because that is not happening, I think we're just going to step down a little bit more maybe tomorrow and then kind of turn around. There was also a report coming out that housing has slowed for the 14th month straight. Um, I, I think that's something the Fed looks at. I'm not too sure. Oh, absolutely. Look, um, housing sales that's and one relative of their, to how the economy is doing. Absolutely. That's one of their key uh, metrics that they that they follow. Right. Um, that's one of their indicators, I guess, is the best way to put it. And they actually well, have mortgages on their balance one of, sheet. It's one of the indicators. It's not like one of the only things they look at. Like They don't yeah. only look at all one of these things. They make anal- analytical decisions on all of the things. And strong housing is a backbone to American culture, American society, American economy. So if housing slows, you know, people aren't really pumping money back into the system. And then it needs to be going somewhere else. So, so what does the dollar do? What did the dollar do? The well, the Fed, symbol is... The Fed cutting rates. Well, in my in my opinion, it should have uh, weakened it, made it cheaper. Um, right. So let's see what UUP did. Yeah. So UUP dipped down. That's the dollar ETF, which I don't really get how it just follows dollars, but whatever. Um, looking at the one month, like it ticked up, and then right after the announcement, it sold off. It was... Uh, Twenty six seventy nine, and now it's sitting at twenty six sixty six. So <laughs> Look at it's sold that. off, but it's not like an aggressive <laughs> downward movement. Like it's really, if if you pull up the one year or even the five year, like you can see some of those aggressive downward movements I'm talking about. Go to December of sixteen all the way to February of eighteen. You know, you're looking at about ten fifteen percent gain or loss. I'm sorry, and that's on the U.S. dollar. So fifteen percent on the U.S. Wait, dollar. Which one are you not, looking at? Are you looking at UUP? Yeah. So. The one month on UUP is up, though. If I'm not mistaken, it, it gets complicated, and That's I'm not a currencies expert. And it's it's above my head, and it's above a lot of people's heads. <clears throat> but if I'm not mistaken, it makes the dollar cheaper when they raise interest rates, and that's what's supposed to spark the economy. It's their, The dollars become easier to obtain, and I think it's something to do with that. I, I don't know. But – this recent activity has kind of has, has kind of brought me an idea of a topic for discussion today. You're a topic of discussion today. Oh, I always am a topic of discussion. But because we've seen this sell-off, Nathan, we've seen like some of my stocks, uh, I think Elbrands was down 7% today. Luckily, I was out way before all this happened. Oh, but, really? And I sold up at the top. Oh, wait, hold on. But down 7% Why? today. Why are you out all of a sudden? I don't get that. Oh, because it just ran up way too much. I mean, I only had several shares. I had about eight of them. But I, I got were, out I thought you were because going it just kept elements. running up, and then it sold off, so I might look back, look to get back into it. But anyway, my point being is a lot of my value stocks that are out there, are uh, they sold off heavily, including you know the markets overall. But L Brand's down 6% on the day. Uh, GE down 3.5%. Uh, Ford Motor Company down down sorry are you asking me no I'm pulling it up down a lot today 
Sorry, two and a half percent. So my point being, nothing was really at, well. Not not much. There were some things that went wild. Southern Southern Company was doing well today. My Altria Group finished. What the hell fine. is Southern Company doing? Are you looking at Southern Company? No, SO. God, they're wilding out. Are you about it? I want to short it, dude. <laughs> you got the Nards. It looks like the beginning of a downtrend. I would give it some time. It's it's not volatile enough for me to want to like try to capture massive movement on. Like it's doesn't move much. It looks so cyclical though. I don't know. Look at that one year uptrend. You're gonna short that, Nathan? Yeah. The I want year? to. I haven't done it, but I've been thinking. I've been thinking about it for about a year. Dude, that looks like some stock buybacks to me, bro. You think so? That's probably what that is. That's that's cool to look at. <laughs> that's what that looks like to me. Just funk, fucking strong institutional graph, buying long term. The graph just like yeah. It's a you beautiful know that, chart. You know that you know that Bitcoin halving or Litecoin halving chart that you showed me about the accessibility mm -hmm. of the Litecoin over time. Mm -hmm. I kind of like I thought about like like uh, buybacks in stock graphs that way. Yeah, well, they the kind of they the shelve stock. these shares and put them off to the side. Yeah. Pump up the know. numbers. I don't know why I thought that relation was kind of correlated. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway, no, to getting back to it all, the the topic that I wanted to get to. So we see this market sell off. When everyone has that type of investor that they are like, like that's that strict type whether it's the high flying day trader swing trader investor whatever but there comes a time when markets change on you and your strategy needs to adapt for example um i'm trying to trying to think of the best way i can put this for example when we first started trading it was in, t in about 2016 exactly it was 2016 and we were in a time where if you bought it, it was probably going up. And a buying opportunity was like a 2% dip. Like, we were just in such a strong bull market that it was just like buy, 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 buy. And eventually that slowed down. So once again, so we kind of changed gears to, okay, well, maybe we need to look at long term. And if we're going to play short term, maybe we need to be have more heavily levered, like options, if we really want to capture the proper amount. So during this sell-off and this kind of market shakeup that's happened over the past 48 hours, do you th how do you think one kind of identifies when they should start to change what they're doing? Does that make sense to you? Well, there's technical indicators. Um, that's like one place that I've always like struggled in with the uh, finance area is technical. <clears throat> well, my problem with technicals, while – Albeit, like, you can look at a chart and you can just call shit all day, but you never really know, right? So, so technicals is like charting. Um, yeah, the chart like, patterns. Yeah, like following chart patterns using different chart strategies. Um, My problem with the technicals, though, when you find, like, the point, okay, Southern Company has hit $54 three times in the past month, so I don't think it's going to go below 54 well, a simple Trump tweet can say, fuck your technicals and just break through. So I heard the best analogy I've That's ever so heard unfair. was was think of a football field like that's 100 yards by, I think, 20 or 25 yards. 
Like, there's that's not just a Trump thing. Like, so I was watching the West Wing, and they they talked about like doing that, like like moving the stock market. With like with like speeches and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And like yeah, I'm guarantee it happens like all that. the time. I'm gonna f- I'm gonna fuck up the biotech industry today. I'm gonna fuck it up and bring this to Congress today. Get ready, bro. You don't think that shit happens? You fucking kidding me? <laughs> you fucking kidding me? You think that's only in my movies in Hollywood? No. That's every fucking day, bro. Hedge fund managers having lunch together. Hey, I'm trying to unload my shit, bro. Hey, I'm looking to take some losses. So if you wanna you wanna dump them on me. I'll kick these to you. Shit like well, that. You kidding that's me? That's insider trading. So anyway, my, my my going back to the football analogy. So you have those defined sidelines, those painted lines. Like those don't change throughout the game. Well, when you put those kind of barriers or those sidelines on a technical chart, and you kind of find that trading range, all of a sudden a Trump tweet can make your range much wider now, or it can shrink it for a certain amount of time you know so like those sidelines are not defined and they are movable and that's my problem with technical analysis is there are so many outside indicators no matter how right you are nathan and we've both been victims of this berkshire hathaway tqqq to name a couple of them i'll call out our shitty trades they're like ex-girlfriends like we looked at it like dude it's gonna (laughs) happen like it's gonna bounce this is it we're gonna we're gonna go up I mean, suddenly what was supposed to make you $1,000 just lost you 200 quickly. <laughs> but it could have made you 1000 But it could have made you 1000 <laughs> That's the bitch of it, right? But no matter how strong your, your, your technical patterns look, there's just outside shit that can say, nope, sorry. Yeah, I know it double bottomed here, but... Uh, quad bottom. Don't a trade war. Do, do not say it, it quad bottomed. It had four bottoms to that. Yeah, we... <laughs> Don't try to justify this, Nathan. <laughs> you were right and you were wrong. <clears throat> Berkshire Hathaway. Not, not to mention the uh, quintuple top, or sextuple top, the uh, <laughs> Dad Jones five years about to hit. Uh, just, so what just, other... just do it already. Just fucking recess. <laughs> Do you think there's any other major things that, like, if something changes, that you might need to adapt to your strategy? What do you think, like, hey, yes. for example, yes. what about a Democratic yes, yes, president? Yes. Well, okay, so I w- the only reason I think a Democratic president would have an effect on the stock market would be the change in party. True. They're gonna try to. They're, they're gonna work their agenda, and they're gonna try to maneuver money where their party wants to maneuver well, money. Well, the market doesn't. The market doesn't like uncertainty. And when you're changing a party, like a whole platform, for God's sakes, like we were talking earlier, that one day, um, that was off the line, wasn't it? Yeah, about platforms and campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're gonna change a whole platform of the party to like a whole different party platform, you see what I'm saying? It's like it scares the market because it's like uncertainty because they're gonna try new things, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like how the the healthcare we talked about this uh, several podcasts ago. I don't remember the exact episode, but we talked about the healthcare industry getting shake shaken up because Dems are pushing for universal social healthcare. Like Medicare it's, it's actually starting to come to fruition. Crazy. apparently, apparently, and that would cause devastating pass. impact to the healthcare pass. sector. 
It won't, it won't fucking pass. pass. It won't pass, but what they if might it get some. They might get some things their what way. The fuck, you know. What if, what if they go they they go for the grand slam, right? And they're like, no, absolutely not. And they're like, okay, well then, how about what if we just did this? No, try it again. Okay, okay, we'll give us these. Okay, we'll let you have those. You know what I'm saying? Did did they, they come out with a plan they, to pay for it? They kind of whittle off all the shit until you they said it was in fruition, and I feel like fruition needs like that. Uh, how are we gonna pay for it thing? Oh, of course. I mean, well, when has it never just been dumped on the taxpayer's responsibility? That's just the justification tired. to pay I'm for t- everything. I'm t- <laughs> I just I'll say it. I'm tired, man. I'm just like exhausted after working like such a hard day. And then you're just gonna tax me? Yeah, tax you twenty five percent of your shit already. You work three months more. a year completely free. It's gonna be more. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not not to get too political on the show, but that's just a fact no, about fine. the Democratic Party. They want to raise taxes. <sighs> they like doing it. It's part of their platform. <clears throat> Moving on. Are we labeling ourselves as an independent? I am a registered podcast. libertarian. Is that what it says on your card? Yeah, I have, <laughs> I'm a part of the Libertarian Party on my voter's registration. So I I straight up, and even in that, that's a murky, that's a murky area. That has to be a boring primary. Oh, of course. They don't win. Well, I I mean, they win their primary. I mean, I thought it meant like the primaries if they were in. No, the primaries come first before the general. Hmm. I don't know what I was thinking of. You were thinking of the general. So the government is. So what's like? What's the difference from the top, from the bottom, and like the government? (laughs) I'm in the triangle. Don't worry. That's funny. Um, Um, I think some other major factors are, of course, um, you know, like we said, interest rates. If we were not easing, um, and we were tightening still instead, like what if they went the other way? What if the Fed said, "Hey, guess what? We're actually going to jack up rates." Fuck your market. What if they did that? Well, it would pull some more liquidity out of the system. Stocks would have taken a dump. You know, it, it, it would have just kept the recession cycle going, and it could have pushed us into another thing. And that will for sure change your portfolio and Here's how you my need thinking. to approach it, right? Here's my thinking. Here's my thinking. And I'm sorry to get political again. <clears throat> I think it's a political move. To, um, I don't even know if this would even like be passed on the same way to counterbalance the tariffs with by lowering rates. Say say that again. So I think it's, I think it's um, <clears throat> the reason they want to lower rates or, or the rates were lower rates were pushed for was to counterbalance their tariffs. Was that was that said, or is this an idea of Nathan? That's an idea. I like it. You say, hey, we may not need to rely on the global economic system if we just do it ourselves. We just I put the Band-Aid on it ourselves. Like, I like global, that thinking, Nathan. The global, the global economy is starting to slow down, but America is at the top of that slowdown. They're slowing oh, yeah. down the least. Slowing I'm down like, the least. Damn. I mean, it's still happening. It's like, that's crazy, like... 
I like that idea because it's, it's totally a possibility. Now, the Fed, of course, is supposed to not be political and supposed to act on their own separate from outside factors. And I, I want to say, as much as I hate them, I want to say that they're pretty decent at that, much more so today than maybe in the 70s. But that's a different story. So that being said, I think they they may be trying to counteract all this trade and a global economic slowdown by pumping up our system. I like that thinking. That's a very good idea, Nathan. That's, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not looking at it from a different perspective. In my own opinion, I don't... I don't see what the big fucking problem is. Like, what do we need to lower rates for? I mean, do we really need growth? We just need sustainability. Am I ignorant? Do we just need to do we need to go through the recession so that we can all change what the fuck we're doing? <laughs> like, what, what what's going on? Do some people need to get out of their careers and get new ones? Do we need to have new innovations? What's causing the slowdown? <laughs> what if like, we what, just started just, working harder? <laughs> what just stops the economy from... What just stops the whole world from making money? What? <laughs> and, like, am I right? I think there's, like, economic conditions and social conditions that require aid that requires uh, uh, taxing on countries. Maybe there needs to be a few wars. I'm not a I'm not a fan of war by any means, but you know. That's crazy. Maybe maybe we uh, like, Venezuela. Were we, weren't we like in like a war like up to two thousand like seven? Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. A good, I mean a, a good war though. <laughs> That's crazy. And then like what happened in like two thousand eight? So, amongst That's this crazy. volatility, amongst this volatility, do you see this as a time to go short? Maybe for the month of August. <sighs> or do you see, do you like, do you think the downtrend will continue? What's or do left you think this earnings? is buying opportunity for your What's long left? positions? What's, no. Be careful buying, I don't know. Can I say that? Be careful buying long right now? Oh, absolutely. You think, uh, how about secret option number three? Go to cash. You don't have to go short, you don't Dude, have to go long. Dude, I was going to say that earlier in the episode. Oh. Yeah. Just start getting just a huge cash position. Position. Maybe twenty five percent. Maybe like fifty. Like half cash. Half no, cash. That's, that's really? huge. No. Amongst this one rate cut, I feel like it's not enough. Like it's not enough of a catalyst to say this could be this could be a moment that we need to brace for. I would honestly just start it's if a I tough didn't call. see any buying opportunities, I would just hoard cash. I'm averaging down on some of my core holdings. Because um, what do you do Like, if you're not like buying? I mean, if you're not buying, then your money is just sitting there. Okay, so you just stop. That is a trade itself. That is a trade itself. What I'm saying is, if you're not that. putting money in, like, that's like a main key factor in, what do you call that, accruing interest. Yes, yes. 
And especially if you're gonna hold it for a whole month, that might that might change your how you end on the year. You know. Saving more, just keep putting it in. And if you still don't see buying opportunities, I don't know. What do you do? What do you do if you don't see buying opportunities, but you still want to put money in? Your cash stack just keeps going higher and higher. What do you do? Well, well, with buying opportunities, I would say more specifically to your core holdings. I don't think this is a time to start loading up on small caps or international stocks. And apparently not commodity stocks after today because energy just got got shit on i got like six alerts on my phone from different apps saying energy is just it's getting for southern company yeah exxon xle exxon mobile like fucking refinery just blew up in texas oh yeah i heard about that yeah they had to evacuate one right that's like dude that's fucking oil's big. gonna get rocked You're gonna get fucking sky high oh man interesting shit man i still like them as a potential buying opportunity if they can sell off like a good five percent from this incident plus i might uh, i might excuse they're, me. they're at the top of my watch list right now i'm just itching to pull that trigger how about they you pay, they pay a good dividend there yeah it's a solid uh that's a, a solid core holding dude solid solid it's on a it's on a down tear for symbol, about X -O -M. Past, past three years Ticker or so. It's been on a down tear. X O M Exxon Mobil. Two point five percent today. Mamma mia, seventy two. What the heck? Oh my god! Look at that one year. Yeah. You know what I just say? Paying the dividend. Paying. Yeah. Look at that. Just paying the dividend. I remember this thing in the eighties. About eighty four to eighty seven a share. Four point about five percent of the dividend. Oh, Seventeen point two four PE ratio. So that means, um, why don't you run us through what PE go, what means again? The the price to equity ratio. Price, price to earnings. The OB the the take, Rebel Trading Group price well, to equity ratio. Oh shit! They're pre market tomorrow. That's gonna be a fun one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and say that's what I'm watching because I'm very curious how they do. If they can get it, if they sell off pretty solid, I'm happy. I'm, I'm going to enter Tillerson. a position. I'm going to enter a small position. Wow. Rex Tillerson was the Secretary of State. But if you do look at the five-year, <laughs> that's still a strong downtrend, dude. You look at that five-year, like, maybe it's not the time. That's a strong five-year down, man. Rex that's... Tillerson, the CEO of ExxonMobil, was the Secretary of State. That fucking scares me. That, that oil hungry. Me. God bless him. <laughs> All right, do, you think you wanna, do you think that's why he got kicked out? Because like, he brought up like invade Saudi, and then Trump was like, get the hell out of my office. Instantly he was like, well, we're going to yeah. have to go to war <laughs> yeah, like, soon. Like, here's your resignation letter. I've been holding it for months now since you took office. Crazy. Well, it was probably just mutually agreed, like, yeah, maybe Conflicts this of interest, the best yeah. idea for either of yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you gave it a shot, though. All right, let's wrap huh. this up, man. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going gonna, gonna to totally hijack that entire session. I'm watching Exxon. How about you, bro? I'm watching Southern Company. I'm going to say screw it because I've been watching that for a bit. For the shorting op? Yes. 
I don't hate it, dude. I mean, I don't want to say I hate. I don't hate it, but I don't like it. What about a good, a good old straddle here? <coughs> On southern, I can't promise that much move. I don't know. I mean, it's it's the fact that it's a utility. If it sells off, it's gonna sell off a percent and a half. You're gonna have to deal. In, to you're gonna have to deal know. in multiple contracts here. Please no, not again. <laughs> and yep, again, Nathan, you have done this to yourself, Nathan. <laughs> it knows when I'm like fucking with options and does no, the absolutely. opposite of what my fucking contract is supposed to do. You know what we gotta do, man? We gotta plan out a trade where I go long and you go short. Yes. And we'll just see what happens. I'll cover your loss. You cover my loss. Okay, well, you will you'll cover your loss until like we max out on on the 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 more profitable position. Yeah, like we'll cut the loser and let the winner run. Like if we know it's just gotta move. Like yeah, we know. We'll sell you our secrets. Market if you market want. just explodes. Nathan did I this and Jason did this. What? <laughs> what? It's in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> All right. Well. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, insults, ideas, corrections. Insults. Let uh, me hear insults. Let us know. Reb, uh, uh, Rebel you? Trading Group. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go. Oh. No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, Rebel Trading Group with two Gs. That's Rebel Trading Group at gmail.com. We are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. We are on YouTube, where we have a full archive of all of our videos for free for you forever. Forever. And uh, we are on StockTwits. Uh, we're, we we just out here. Get get to us. If you hate it, let me know. If you love it, let me know. If you want us to break anything down, break anything up, just holler at us. We'd be more than happy. We love your feedback. So, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. Happy August. It's already here. Thanks for joining us. Oh, God. Here we go. Maybe we can do this again Monday, Tuesday-ish. Okay. All right, man. Well, I love you. And, uh, I guess happy trading. Happy trading.